gentlemen, welcome to Movie Breaks. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that records in mono to hide our numbers. <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. And welcome to another thrilling, fun, huge, packed show. This is actually going to be a, uh, we'll, we'll call it a review show. Normally we have a third segment that we, we pitch in there, uh, a different one every week of the month. Uh, But since we did the Megapod last time, we have uh, an overabundance of recently watched, and so we decided instead of hurrying and rushing through them, we're just going to take our time. So we cut one of our normal, uh, whatever segment we would have put in here at this time of the month. We're going to do roulette and recently watched, and that's it. So it's a huge review show. Yeah. Have you have you picked out what we're going to be actually doing on the next show? Are we going to get back into the top 100? Uh, top or? 100, let's see. What, 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 today's the, yeah, top 100 will be next week. Okay, that's what I thought, so. Yep. Yep. Generally, the third week of the month, I think, is what I had it pegged for. But, okay. Um, anyway, it's nice to have rotating different segments so that's probably what we're going to shoot for next probably next week i would guess okay uh okay uh this week on the roulette this episode uh this is from two a couple episodes back was our last uh picking round we had angry red planet versus grim and i'm gonna let you go first tell us about grim okay grim um pulling up my imdb here so i can get the movie yeah. Um, although I don't really, I, I actually, now that I think about it, I don't really know why I would have to pull it up. Um, uh, the tagline. We need the tagline from the movie. <laughs> oh. Oh, good God. Okay. Uh, team of spelunkers, when investigating a system of caves beneath a small town, come across a hideous creature that can move through walls. And so you're saying the tagline, like, on the cover of the movie? Uh, yeah, if you go down... Uh, on IMDb, uh, the page there, you go down uh, genre, release date, tagline. That's usually the oh. tagline that would be on the poster. Yeah. This ain't no fairy tale, you see. <laughs> That's mine. This ain't no fairy tale. Oh, it always makes me... I love the taglines. For some reason, it just cracks uh, me up. So, okay. Uh, so tell this us about movie. this fairy tale. Okay, well, it stars uh, Emmanuel Zureb, and Jack Chanter is in this, so you know where Ooh. to... Where this falls with yeah. with Jack Chancer. Oh yeah, he's he's also starred in. Okay, so this movie <laughs> is uh, it's got a big creature in a cave, and there's people, and it's in the '90s, and uh, something about a a couple bad actors in the beginning do some seance that unleashes a guy in a creature suit and underground underneath this uh, this homing development thing. And they go under underground, and then they one by one get killed off in PG thirteen rated fashion, and then it ends, and that's literally it. And somehow Chancer makes it out alive with the girl. Um, they no, they just, learn just, a just about life and love. Maybe, well, maybe. <laughs> I couldn't tell you because I don't really remember. Other than I know a girl escapes or a girl lives through the thing, um, and the whole way through, actually, this is these cheesy pieces of trash are kind of my thing. Um, but what makes them not my thing are when 
they're supposed to be gory and chock full of of nudity and just uh, grindhousey stuff, and they're mm. not. And so it's basically it's just it's a bad movie without any of the stuff that makes bad movies watchable. Right, gotcha. Okay, yeah, and so, so this that's is a... this is what this is. It's it could have it it was borderline PG thirteen, and it's Ugh. just like like come on, you you have so many opportunities to make this bad movie enjoyable, and you're not. Um, so, but I mean, it's it's as simple of a storyline as you can possibly get. Um, but I sat through all of it, and the thing is, I knew within the first fifteen minutes this is going to be terrible. But I'm like, no. I am watching this whole thing. I'm not taking a mulligan. I'm going to finish this one. Damn it. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Well, well done. That's one off my list. Yeah. Okay. And I had the Angry Red Planet from 1959. And truly, I have no idea. This, this here is a 50-50 for you. It's like Grimm Grim was more than likely going to be a, a turd. But this one here, because it's a '50s deal, I who knows? I'm not sure where you. I know, but and and I'm pretty forgiving on a lot of these being the sci-fi guy, where you are the horror guy. Uh, I can find a lot of fun of these, e- even if it's mystery science theater fun. This one, not so much. Yeah. Um, one of only two survivors of a Martian expedition is so traumatized she doesn't remember the circumstances of the trip. Tagline. Spectacular adventure beyond time and space, and I would add to that beyond a decent color palette because, good lord, I hope you like the color red. Ah, this movie! I'll tell you what. First of all, the entire movie's in flashback. Okay. Oh, ship, good. Sh- good. Ship comes back to Earth, and yeah, spoiler, spoilers. I'm going to ruin the whole movie because it's terrible. Uh, so you can go ahead and skip Angry Red Planet, but ship comes back to Earth. Everybody's dead except for the girl, and she can't remember. So they give her shots and stuff, to, and then she has flashbacks and remembers. And then the, they tell you the story of what happened when they went to the Angry Red Planet, Mars. Um. Uh, so here's the story: they go to Mars, and once they get to Mars, everything's red. Like, not just kind of red or. Red Planet Red, where they spray-painted the desert. No, I mean, everything is red. The vision is red. Like, when the Predator takes off his helmet in Predator, and it goes to fight Arnold, and everything is super red, that's what it's like the entire time that they're on Mars. So it's just like, here's a red people with red... They just put a red filter on it. It's like you're in with the 3D glasses, but you only got half the glass. (laughs) The red-blue. Yeah. it's all red, and it, so it's annoying. So they, there's some creatures they fight and some plants that try and bite them, and there's one big, cool-looking... It's on the cover, spidery thing, whatever. Uh, that was interesting for a second, but overall, you know how it's going to end, because the whole thing is in flashbacks, and every now and then they cut back to the girl in the bed, in the hospital bed, and then they give her another shot, and then she remembers the next section. And then in the end, it's a whole... In- kind of environmental thing I think where they're like you don't come to our planet because we hate you that's the message because you can't take care of your planet and you fight each other and you're like oh okay wow I'm uh, and then at the end the title raises the angry red planet uh, um, but I also wanted to do a little um, recently watched with this because you gave me another one that was on uh, the roulette that uh, journey to the seventh planet I also watched ah, that yes. one I watched that one. That is a thumbs up. 
That was oh, a good nice. movie. Nice. And, like the first half an hour, you're going, okay, this is just a run of the mill uh, mystery science theatery type. 50s science fiction it's okay but it's not I'm adding like, I'm great. adding it right now <laughs> <laughs> but after about that first half an hour uh, mark things start changing because plot starts getting revealed and the actors quit joking around and start talking what they're actually thinking and and it, you're like oh oh I thought he was just being a dope but in actuality there's a real plot going on here and this is interesting this was cool this was Thumbs up, man. Oh, nice. I really nice. liked this one. And I would totally pick this one up, like, on a Blu-ray if I found it or something like oh, that. Oh, nice. Okay, yep. Added. That's going to be... I'll probably watch that next week then, definitely. Yeah. And it's it's not... I don't want to get you too hyped. It's not a home oh, run. Oh, no, no. I, yeah, I, I know what to expect with the with those types of movies. Right. But, I okay, I'm, uh, 1962. Uh, Earth sends five-man team to explore the frozen planet... Uranus, only to find a temperate forest and sultry women from their past on it, courtesy of an alien brain with evil designs. Uh, tagline: A trip into pure hell. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> or no, actually, huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it was surprising, like in a, in its plot twists. I don't want to give anything away, but uh, like I said, bear with it past the half yeah. an hour mark. You know how those are slow build sixties. Oh yeah. Yep, it's an hour and seventeen minutes, and by the end, you'll be. And it, it, what's funny is that it was almost a mirror of Angry Red Planet in its overall arc. Um, it's just was so much better, so much way more well done. Awesome! Oh, so, that's great to hear. I, I always am looking for those old gems in the rough like that. Yep, you definitely want to check that one out. It was cool. I dug it. Good. Cool. Um, okay, I think there was something... Oh, um, I'll save that one for recently watched. I watched another one that you gave me, too. <laughs> okay. I think I watched... I actually, I watched... Yeah, well, we'll get into that, too. There's yeah. a couple that, that we I were watched throwing like around three back or, and forth. three or four of the ones that you put on the roulette I watched. I was like, I'm checking, yeah. going right down the list. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple that I wanted to touch base on that, that we had talked about on roulette, so yeah, I'll, I'll okay. hit on those. Uh, okay, next round. Moving right along. Uh, what do you got for me? I'll let you go okay, first. Okay, Netflix Blind Roulette coming up here. All right. First off, and now I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I put I picked seven uh, because I there there may be one or two that you have seen. Uh, so, but I I'm all over the board on this one here. Uh, so, just and all of these are ones that I'm very curious about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we shall see. Okay. The first one is. Let's pull this up here on IMDb is called The Iceman. And this is not the this is not the this is uh the with Michael Shannon. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, this is Michael Shannon. Uh supposedly this is a great movie and I think it looks very very good based on a true story. Uh true story of Richard uh Kuklinski, the notorious contract killer and family man when finally arrested in 1986, neither his wife nor daughters had any clue about his real profession. And he was a hitman. And uh, Winona Reiner's in this, Chris Evans, Ray Liotta, David Schwimmer, a pretty big cast. Uh, James Franco's in this, Stephen Dorff. Um, so anyway. Um, oh, I'm familiar with it. It's on my list. I just haven't gotten yeah. around to it. And it, 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 it's been, yeah, it's been on my list ever since it came out to uh, Netflix, and I just I haven't had a chance to watch it. And I'm like, it looks like one of those probably not the funnest, not, not the most entertaining yeah. of movies, but... One of us eventually should watch this movie. I'm guessing it's probably a really good movie. So, uh, okay, next up is wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Oh. The tagline, loving oh, husband. Oh, tag, yes. Devoted father. Ruthless killer. killer. <laughs> <laughs> yep, okay. Uh, next up is a new, I, I think this is a, I think it's kind of a documentary, but the way it, the, the way it's described, uh, it's a bit more artistic, I guess, in nature. It's called uh, Last Hijack. Uh, it's a documentary slash animation. Last Hijack is a true tale of survival in Somalia told from the pirate's perspective. Combining animation with documentary storytelling, the film takes an innovative hybrid approach uh, to exploring how one Somali pirate, Muhammad, comes to live such a brutal and dangerous existence. I thought that sounded very, very good. Um, Tagline for this. Probably not on a doc. Uh, yeah, actually, there isn't any. So yeah, yeah. I, I I've been hovering on adding this one uh, to my queue uh, since it popped up. I haven't done it, and I thought about throwing it to you, and I was like, eh, that's all right. Yeah. Okay. So I thought that sounded very interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Next. Yeah. Next up is Repentance from 2013. Forrest Whitaker is in this one, and this is one that I, if it did come out in theaters, uh, it must have been a in and out because. I remember seeing this preview in uh, in the theater, and then all of a sudden now it's on Netflix. So, hmm. uh, successful author and spiritual advisor takes on a troubled man as a client, completely unaware that the man's fixation on his mother's death death soon puts his life in jeopardy. Um, Mike Epps is in this. Uh, it, it looks pretty good. It's rated R. So the the tagline in this is "Karma is action." Vipaka is reaction, I guess. <laughs> Went straight All to Netflix, right. you say, huh? <laughs> yes, you see. Everybody so was like, anyway, Vipaka. <laughs> uh, but the 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 trailer looked decent. Okay, uh, it it looks like a, you know, it's ninety minutes long, horror thriller. Uh, uh, do you know who this Sanatha Lathan is? No, she was um, Blade's mother. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Hmm. So, anyway. All hey, right, okay. Kn- There's something. Yeah. Uh, next up is is a horror comedy. Oh, good. <laughs> Dead Before Dawn. Uh, I, I would tell you that it got some good reviews, but that doesn't mean a whole lot. <laughs> um, a bunch of college kids accidentally unleash an evil curse that causes people to kill themselves and turn into zombie demons, also known as Zemans. Is this yeah. one of those like spoof movies where they just spoof a bunch of recent movies? No, I don't think so. I think th- I I don't think so. I think that this is, you know, trying to be a okay. uh Shaun of the Dead type movie, but the tagline is half zombie half demon all zeman. So uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's something. Um yeah, so eh, you never know. Uh okay. Oh, yeah, pretty good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Um, now this one here, I, I would be surprised if you haven't seen. I personally have not seen this movie, and I, I've been wanting to watch this one, and it's on Netflix. So I'm like, if you haven't seen it, sometime one of us should watch this, and that is uh, Ron Howard's The Missing from 2003. Uh, I starring, don't think I've seen it. Oh, Lee Jones, Kate Blanchett, uh, a big big cat. Val Kilmer's in this. This is on uh, Netflix. Yeah, this is on Netflix. Oh, I wanted to see that. I remember when this came out, I wanted to see it, but I yeah, never too. got around to it. 
1885, New Mexico, a frontier medicine woman forms an uneasy alliance with her estranged father when her daughter is kidnapped by an Apache uh, Indian. Uh, tagline is, how far would you go, how much would you sacrifice to get back what you have lost? Um, so, about two miles and about two tacos. Yes, and that's about it. <laughs> that's about <laughs> more than that. I push yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, next up is another another old school one here. People that time forgot from 1977. Um, hold on a sec. I might have just reviewed that a couple of episodes ago. I thought, yeah, and I I, I wasn't sure. I, I had a feeling that you may have yes. seen that one. Yes, okay. I reviewed that. A, uh, it's been a handful of episodes ago, but I reviewed okay. that one, gave it a resounding thumbs up. You should definitely okay. give that one a chance. Okay. Okay, then the last one is Brother from Another Planet from 1984. Oh, that's with, uh, what's his name from Terminator 2? Um, uh, oh, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. The mm-hmm. uh, the scientist guy, yeah. Uh, directed by John Sayles. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. It gets all sorts of great reviews. I believe that Criterion... I, don't quote me on this. No, but I I'm think pretty crit- sure that I'm pretty sure it has a criterion. Yeah, that's always a good sign. Um, the synopsis is: a mute alien with the appearance of a black human is chased by outer space bounty hunters through the streets of Harlem. Um, and it's a comedy, comedy sci-fi. Uh, tagline is: welcome to a world of crude beauty, of danger and excitement, of wonders, legend and imagination. Welcome to Har, welcome to Harlem, brother. <laughs> So it's one that it's I've does, I've always wanted to watch. Fit, how do they even fit that on the poster? Yeah, here, here, here's the tagline: Welcome to yeah. a world of crude, of dangerous, and excitement, of wonders, of legend, of imagination, of cool things, of some things that are not so cool, and then there's other things, and there's some white people and black people. Yeah. There's a guy that's it's, selling some hot dogs, and yeah, it's cool, brother. To, it's cool, brother. Uh, you know, uh, I hear that pop up on a lot of sci-fi lists as being you know, uh, highly touted sci-fi. I just never got around to it because it's called the brother from another planet. I mean, yeah, eh, but yeah, interesting. So, interesting. So I, I tried to give you a nice amount of, of, of variety there. You just did a little bit of something. Yeah, you did. You did a good job. Um, oh, and you'll boy. notice no, no teen angst unless dead before, dead before dawn. dawn. That could be teen angsty, but I doubt, I mean, it, well, you know that's the first one scratched off my list because it's I figured. horror. Um, yeah. That's okay. I think I'm going to take the Iceman. That seems fairly safe. Okay. Um, Good. And I, I, I need a kick in the butt to get that watched, and I want to watch it. Um, for backups, I will take uh, The Missing and Repentance. Okay. I would be surprised. I would guess that Iceman and Missing are going to be solid, and Repentance could be a gem in the rough. You never know. And Forrest Whitaker's hit and miss. I like him. Uh, you never know. It could be. Could yeah, be something. I know. I completely agree. Um, okay. Are you ready for yours? I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six, and only one of them is a repeat. And I figure that. And there's one that I think you might have already seen. If so, I'll just throw you another one off my vast list. Okay. But I tried to give you some new ones here. And it runs the gambit of genre as well. Okay. Uh, first up is from 2014, is called 88. Just numeral 8, numeral 8. 
A young woman comes to a roadside diner with no idea where she is or how she got there. Split between two timelines, she gets taken on a violent journey as she seeks out a person responsible for her lover's death. I watched the trailer, and it looks, I mean, action, hitman-y stuff, trying to get her memory back. It has potential, but it uh, might not be a gem, but it could be, so I'll give it to you. Because if it is, let me know about it, because it looked pretty good. Tagline, there are two sides to every story. Hmm, here's what makes me nervous about that movie. Um, her previous, the uh, the director, April Mullen, her, mm-hmm. pre- her previous movie that she directed was Dead, Be- Dead Before Dawn. <laughs> it's an all April Mullen podcast. Yes, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> oh, the odds. Uh, oh, just wait, I've got some other stuff on here. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding me. Already, I mean, you got to work your way up from that one. <laughs> I know. That's why I put it first. Um, okay, next up is the unpronounceable name. The Sphinx. The A-S-P-H-Y-X. This is from 1973. Sci-fi horror. English country squire Sir Hugo Cunningham searches for immortality by literally bottling up the spirit of the dead, or a sphinx. Um, I have that on Blu-ray. You gotta be kidding me! I was I really hoping it. I found you an old gem. Oh, dude, and that is a gem in the rough. That Seriously? Is a solid. Fl- oh yeah! Wow, that's I, a cool movie. Man, that, I really, that, that's a cool movie. I really thought that you, I had found one you hadn't found. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we might be returning to the old list very soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up is from 2011, and director Francis Ford Coppola, Twixt. Ooh. Oh, okay. We have talked about this one on the roulette before, but it wasn't actually yeah. on the roulette before. Um, and I don't really want to read the synopsis because it's too long, but it's basically Francis Ford Coppola and some vampire stuff going on, and Val Kilmer, Bruce Dern, Ellie Fanning. I mean, that's all kind of win. Um, no tagline on this one. But anyway, uh, one of us needs to watch this movie and see Agreed, if it's something. Agreed, yeah. Okay, well that's that's definitely in the mix there. Okay. Uh, next up, and this is one that I thought you probably already saw, was uh, from 2014, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Did you watch just that one? Just got done watching. Yep, I just got done watching. That's one that I was going to hit on recently watching. Okay. X, none there. <laughs> Okay, dokie. Oh, Twixt is the front runner right now. Uh, I mean, well, you've seen everything else. I try really hard to get you some horror, sir. I really do. But this month, they didn't add a lot. Um, for horror, anyway. Okay. Uh, next up from 2013, this is called Salvo. Uh, huh. Salvo is a bodyguard and a hitman for a mafioso. After foiling an attack on an employer, Salvo hunts down the man who organized it and encounters the man's blind sister. She causes Salvo to question himself and his existence. Um, won some independent film awards. And no tagline again on this one. I, I believe this is an Italian film, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's all subtitled. But looks okay. like kind of a hitman Italian movie. Hour 50. This is the longest one on my list. Okay. Um, so there's that. Uh, this is the, the one that I wanted to throw back at you was Higginjima, The Vampire Island. 
which we discussed last pod. I really want one of us to watch this. Yeah. Um, yes, no, maybe that's a possibility. If not, I'll move right on because we've already talked about it. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a possibility, definitely. Okay, but you remember it from last week. I don't yes, I do, yep. Up. Okay. Yep. Um, so what are we at now? One, two, three, four. I'll give you at least one more. Let me look over my okay. list here real quick. Let's see something. Last Days. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> directed by Alice Mullen. No. <laughs> starring Pecker. Yeah, it's starring Pecker. <laughs> um, oh, it's. <laughs> I mean, I, I, do you want another horror thriller kind of thing? What are you in the mood for? Um, sure. Yeah. I, you know Barbarian me. Sound Studio. I want somebody to watch. I want one of us to watch that, and because yeah, I've heard a lot you, of good things. How about do you pronounce? That. How do you spell that one again? Uh, Just so I can look it up here. B e r b. That should get it to you. B e r b e r. Yep. A sound engineer's work for an Italian horror studio becomes a terrifying case of life imitating art, and the trailer would have been similar to. Um, oh, what was that movie we both hated? The Strange Color of Your Body's which, secretions which, or whatever, which sucks. Yeah, but, that but, but, scares me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, just the trailer, it, and it wasn't. It wasn't subtitled. I don't, so I don't think it's subtitled. Um, okay. But then this one, genuinely, I've heard good things about. That strange color was a total crapshoot. I'm just yeah. saying it had that, or like, um, oh, that was that other one that was, man, that was months ago. Um, the Black Rainbow one, do you remember that one? Yes, yes I do. Yeah, yep. again, that trailer where it's like really dark, or even under the skin. You know, where the the trailer was really dark and moody. It has yeah. very much that kind of feel to it. Um, so anyway, one of us is going to watch that friggin' film. Yeah. Uh, is that enough? Do you want another one? Uh, give me one more. But I, I think I'm, I'm good here, but just, just to make sure, just because okay. I, I enjoy doing this. What should I pull off this list? I mean, uh, creature feature or drama or comedy. Give me, give, me, give me a creature feature. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yep. R-A-G-N-A-R. Oh, okay. gotcha, that one. Yep. And again, the tra- I actually went and checked this one because the trailer, lo- uh, because it looked so much like a Asylum or sci-fi in its premise and the yeah. cover. And I watched the trailer, and the trailer looked like it had potential. It didn't look that bad. Yeah. Don't know what the giant creature may be, but uh, another one that I'm going to give a chance to, and it might be one that you turn off in five minutes, who knows. Yep. Or after 30, I guess I should say. Okay, so for me, um, number one, I'm going to go with the sound studio. Oh, all right. Sweet. Yep, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dive on that bomb. No, I think it's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a thumbs up. I really do. Yeah, it, it there's a good chance. We'll, uh, but it's time that one of us watches it, and I'm the horror guy, so I'm gonna give her a shot. Uh, backups. Uh, Twixt is number two. Okay. And number three will be Ragnarok. Okay. That'll. that'll I think cover one it. of those is going to be at least entertaining. 
Okay. I agree. I agree. And, I, and the thing is, like with, with especially with Twix, eventually I would guess that one of us will watch that. Yes. Um, it's it's friends with Ford Coppola. I, I'm gonna one of us will watch it. It's just when. <laughs> yep, I know. I agree, and I want to see it. It's. I mean, it sounds cool. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. Ouch. Man, freaking paper cut. Ow. Oh. You know what? Now screw Twixed. <laughs> <laughs> and Coppola, you got a paper cut. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> ow. Damn, that hurt. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of his, especially in the last few years. I mean, I've always been a fan of his, obviously. He's made masterpieces left and right, but uh, in the last few years, he's stayed really independent, and I've really liked that. Uh, yeah. He's making unusual stories, uh, a lot of, uh, generally character study uh, material, but they... They've all been fascinating, very and just not normal Hollywood cookie cutter machine type stuff. And whether good or bad, I'm I'm a fan of different. So that that I, I give him a thumbs up. Yeah. Anyway, okay. With that, we're set. Let's move into recently watched, and we're we're right on schedule, man. We we have oh, plenty yeah. of time. Just sit back and. We're going to get get all caught up on our recently watched over the last couple of weeks, and Mm -hmm. I have quite a list. I'm sure you do, too. Oh, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly here. It's it's all over the map. (laughs) Yep. Okay, Uh, since I just got done reading the descriptions of a whole bunch of movies, I'm going to let you lead us off. Okay. Uh, First off, I'm going to take care of one movie that I, I don't... Did I throw this your way, Blood and Bone? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. I watched that. Yeah, I had no interest and, in that one. You can just thank me for watching that so you didn't have to. Oh, I wasn't going to. <laughs> the, the positives on this on this movie are the lead actor. Uh, what's his name, Michael J.? Or, uh, Michael J. White, maybe? Or is that yeah, Urkel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get mixed up. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's the big... Buff black it's spawn. dude. That, it's spawn. Yes, yeah, spawn. Yeah, uh, he is truly a talented martial artist. I mean, he's no he's doubt phenomenal to watch. Yep. Um, and that is where everything stops after that. Uh, the the few there there is fights in this movie. I'm not even going to get into the storyline. It's bad guys versus good guys, and it it, it it was everything that I hate about these Netflix movies that they're shot on video, bad acting. There's one little hook in the movie, which this, in this case, is the lead star is really good at whipping ass. Other than that, this movie is just, just dreadful. Dreadful. The acting is beyond wooden. If this would have been a horror or science fiction movie, it would have been, it would have been sci-fi original. Ugh, um, yeah, and that's yeah. bad. It's not bottom of the barrel, but it's just bad. Yeah. So, anyway, and I, I don't want to spend much time on it other than yeah. it was one that we had in the roulette. I, I... I was like, you know, I want it just in case it's a cool bone-breaking kung fu action type thing. You never know, and yeah, it it, it sucked. It yeah, was, <laughs> I gave it one one star, and that was being generous. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good on that. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for taking that yes. grenade for us. Yep. Okay. Uh, right off the bat, I want to touch on um, King Arthur from 2004. I finished that one up today. I was texting you about it a little bit. Um, this is the one with Clive Owen, Kira Knightley. I mean, just a freaking who's who of of stars now. But in 2004, not so much. Mads Mikkelsen, um, just uh, Ray Stevenson. 
Uh, awesome. Just a great list. Uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua. Uh, there was a great tagline for this. Oh, yes. Rule your fate. Ha-ha. Now, there is a huzzah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this... <laughs> this I remember when this came out... Um, just going off of memory, I was like, oh, here we go, another Swords and Sandals, because there was this was a year where, again, as I recall, was a lot of Sword and Sandal movies, and this is like, oh no, it's a realistic take on King Arthur, and then I watched it, and I was like, yeah, okay, this and that guy, and I got it, and there's a fight, and some ice <laughs> lake, and it was very forgettable, I forgot it as soon as it was over, you said the same thing, but it popped yeah. up on Netflix, and I was like, maybe I should give that one a second chance, since I really don't remember it so much, um, so within the first half an hour, I was going, why don't I remember this movie? Because this is awesome. And then within, oh, wow. within the first hour, I was like, this is still awesome. And so I started doing some digging and some research. I was like, maybe maybe they really dropped the ball in the third act or something. And Stellan Skarsgård is the bad guy who's awesome in everything. Um, yeah. Anyway, so film's over, and I watched it all thumbs up. This was a good movie, and you need to give it a second chance, and it deserves okay. a second chance. I'm not saying uh, Masterpiece or anything, or Gem in the Rough, I'm just saying thumbs up. And so I wanted to go and check and see if memory served me correctly, that there were a lot of sword and sandal movies that year, and this is what I came up with, and I looked through a couple of hundred movies. These are other movies that came out this uh, 2004. Passion of the Christ, Troy, Alexander, Hidalgo, the Village, not I know, not technically sword and sandal, but that period, uh, yeah, same yep. ballpark. So by the time you get to King Arthur, it's a, a, a remake, retelling of a story we all know. Everybody's bored and tired, and there was a lot of good movies in 2004. Uh, going down the list, I was like, oh, that came out, and that came out, and that, you know, there was a lot of good stuff. So something that's just sort of above mediocre is going to just get mobbed for being bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I wanted to touch on some trivia real quick. This would be a good one. Uh, watch with the, it's almost family friendly, which sucks, and I'll explain <laughs> why. Uh, you could. This would be a good one for the wife, not the kids so much, but the wife. A um, little bit of trivia here. IMDb. The film was originally envisioned and shot as an R-rated film with corresponding graphic violence. However, after the picture had been edited. Disney execs demanded it be changed to a PG-13, hence necessitating a lot of effects work to remove the blood from the battle scenes. Director Anton Fuqua and producer Jerry Bruckheimer were not at all pleased with this decision and fought against it, but were ultimately overruled. They were both disappointed with the theatrical release and later released a much more violent director's cut on DVD. However, according to Fuqua's commentary track, even the director's cut version is considerably less violent than his ideal version. Wow. That they shot and then had to use digital effects to cover up. Ironically, when the film was released, one of the biggest criticisms was that the battles were mysteriously bloodless, hence undermining any sense of realism. And wow. It's just... Stu studio meddling again. So stupid. And, and um... But then, you know, what do you risk? I mean, it's PG-13 King's Arthur. You're going to make that rated R? Because I can see where they're coming from, but it's just sort of, like, stupid. I don't know. Um, and originally, Michael Bay was, was set to direct this, and he had worked on this film for five years. And then because of the monetary concerns, he dropped out. And 
I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm just reading over the trivia, it's just so, it's interesting. It's just so interesting, where you see what could be, or what might possibly still be out there, floating around somewhere. Um, and that one day, maybe we could get the original director's cut, that would be fantastic. But just going on what we have here, this was a very watchable flick, it was very um, entertaining, it was very painless, even though you can see where the, 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 a lot of blood was cut out, there's still a fair amount of arrows through chests and stuff like that um, yeah. to keep you in. So I definitely recommend that you give that one a, a second yep. chance. I just I just added it to my list on Netflix. And I don't so. even know if that's the uh, director's cut part two or it is. whatever. It's is un, it? It's okay. unrated, yep. Okay. Cool. Okay, back to you. Okay, uh, so because I, I covered a, a turd, I'm going to hit on a good movie now. Uh, <clears throat> now this one here, I'm going to have to be extremely careful how I talk about this movie. Uh, and I talked about this on my show, but I, I wanted to bring it up on, on this show as well because... Uh, the more people that can watch this, the better. And that is 2014's The Signal, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Um, the true definition, for me, <laughs> of a gem in the rough. <laughs> Bite me. I want to see that movie so bad. If, uh, if you it's go back so and listen, cool. If you go back and listen to our, our Oscar show, I listed the movies from 2014 I haven't seen yet. That one is up for no Oscars. It has not really got any buzz. That was on my list of movies that I have not seen yet. That I want. That oh. might be up for best of my my favorite of twenty fourteen. Ah, you suck. It was so good. Oh, it's so good. Um, road trip on a road trip. Nick and two friends are drawn to an isolated area by a computer genius. When every everything suddenly goes dark, Nick regains consciousness only to find himself in a waking nightmare. And basically, it's I don't want to give anything away, uh, but you know, scientists and uh, strange goings ons. But uh, and this is literally one that I cannot talk about the no, don't. the major the, the major plot points in the movie. Other than there was there's numerous times in the movie where I, I it, they were starting to lose me. Um, I'm like, let's go, or that. Okay, that's kind of a plot hole. Come on. Okay, that now it's cool again. Now we're kind of getting into plot hole territory. Everything works out perfectly. Uh, I was just, I, I remember it's, it's. I, I'm 40 years old now, and I, we've both of us have seen, we've seen it all in movies, and so when they can get you, yeah, or, and when they can bring something new to the table, I'm like, okay. That was that was very 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 cool how that all came about and then the whole way through I'm like Eric's got to watch this Eric has to watch this movie oh, I want to see so, it so bad uh, and the sound design of this movie uh, were was every bit as good as the movie itself I loved the score um, it, again it it could get it some people might perceive it as being a bit pretentious and artsy uh, but you know so was Under the Skin and that was my favorite movie of 2014 yeah. So there were um, snippets of that score in the trailer too, and it was—I I could just tell—it had all the potential of being a total gem. I was like, "Please be." Yeah. It is. It is uh, total gem. <laughs> well, I'll probably so, be borrowing that next time that we're trading Blu-rays yeah, for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to borrow yeah. that one because I want to see it so and, bad. And, and that's one that you crank up the volume. Uh, it, it deserves to be watched loud. Yeah, uh, and it, it's not got. It, it doesn't have a huge budget, but the budget that it has. All of the dollars are on the screen. And that is truly one that all I can say 
without spoiling anything, is you just you have to stick with it. Yeah. You have to stick with Even if you start to get frustrated, stick with it. So... Well, now I kind of want to hear your thoughts on Automata. Now I kind of want you yeah, to watch I know. that movie. So give, I mean, it's not a bad movie. I didn't hate it by any stretch. I just, yeah, I didn't. It wasn't strong enough that I was like, Eugene has to watch this. It was kind of mm. slow and give it a sec. Not not terrible slow, but just you know, Blade Runnery, where yeah, you know, a lot of uh, conversation about the possibility of life and AI and consciousness yeah. and that kind of thing. So maybe well, I, you should this, give that a spin. Yeah. I mean, this movie here, I was thinking, going in, I'm like, this will probably get... I, I bought it on Blu-ray for, for cheap. It was used. And I'm like, I'm guessing this is going to be a three, maybe three and a half, four and a half out of five is what I gave that movie. So. <laughs> oh, I want to see that so bad. <clears throat> yeah. So, and especially because you're a sci-fi guy, man, you... Yeah, it's just, I, I, I was. I, it's screaming. Come to Netflix. That thing's got to come to Netflix, right? Like, it, I know. I would guess it will. I, I can't imagine it won't be on Netflix. I don't even it, think it just, got a wide release. It's. It looks like the type of movie that would play at the Cedar Lee in Cleveland and more art house type uh, theaters. But anyway, okay, moving on. Uh, and by the way, it, by the way, when you do watch that, we were we're going to talk about that in a spoiler episode. We have to talk about that in the spoiler episode. No problem. I'm totally down yeah. for that. Uh, okay, over to me. <clears throat> I mean, I am just having all kinds of technical difficulty. First, I get a paper cut. Now my pen is leaking on me. What is going on? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, as you all know that I, I do a separate show under the pseudonym of Eugene Weaver and <clears throat> where I talk about horror. And so uh, today I want to talk about Phenomena <laughs> from 1985, Dario Argento. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. All uh, right, here we go. I'm just kidding. Anyway, yes, I finally got around to watching Phenomena, uh, especially after your breakdown of it on your show, Cinema Soft Underbelly on iTunes. Go check it out. Um, I had to give this one a spin, and wow, this was like total Argento weirdness, but I loved it. It was great. <laughs> it was so bizarre and strange and gory at all the right times. Uh, uh Young girl with amazing ability to communicate with insects is transferred to an exclusive Swiss boarding school where her unusual capability might help solve a string of murders. Once again, sounding like a reasonable, somewhat reasonable, uh, three-act structure, Dario Argento crams full of weirdness and randomness and WTFs all the way through. Non-stop. You're just like... Okay, I get it. She's going to go do this and and uh, with the murder, and then this thing happens, and you're like, "What the he- what? Why why is the midget doing what now? Why yep. is there? The- <laughs> Where did that guy come from? Yeah, it's just oh so and the thump- the thumping kick ass killer goblin score. Oh, in it's it. so oh. you know, and I have a bunch of goblins music, and this one track I always loved, but I never knew what movie it was from. It's from this movie. I, I <laughs> yep. love it. Uh, tagline: When insects attack. <laughs> the end. That, that, that's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer, I love that movie. Jennifer Connelly, Donald Pleasance. This was a delight. I loved it. Now this oh, is not, it's this, so great to hear. This is not going to serve to just anybody. You have to be familiar with this time frame, this mm-hmm. country's movies at this time, and the. Argento and 60s, 70s splatter, slasher, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. Um, it's not full on... 
I can't say it's not full-on horror, because she falls into a pit of decaying bodies at one point, and it was so gross, I almost threw up. But uh, the bulk of it is not... isn't really, I wouldn't say, really horror. No, I would agree. It's it's more kind of weird thriller, supernatural, oh my god, indescribable, multi-genre... Yeah, weird, but it, it was awesome. I really, enjoy, I, I really did enjoy it. And and how much you like that? I'm kind of getting into some of the older kung fu movies. That's how much I love to hear when you give a Euro horror movie a chance from the 70s and 80s. I I, I love when people discover, especially not that you just watched it, but that you actually enjoyed it because uh, that yeah, that's one of that's a great movie from Italy, and so that's I, I'm very happy that you liked that movie. Oh, and there's there's more. I have a stack of them here. I'm going oh, yeah. to get into them, but I just, <laughs> I have to tend to space them out a little bit, because if I dive on a whole bunch of them, then I'll, my reviews will start turning negative when they shouldn't be. Yeah, no, not, I understand. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I understand. One other one I want to touch on real quick, and I'll kick it back to you, and that is one that you gave me on the roulette. It is Proteus. You remember that oh, one? Oh, yes, wow. Yes. You watched that. All right. Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh. Uh, I watched about uh, 10 minutes of it, and it sucked. Uh, final review, oh. no score, didn't watch. It was horrible. Actually, I fast-forwarded uh, all of it, just looking for any sign of uh, gore, nudity, anything to be remotely entertaining, and it came down to sci-fi original where you never see the monster and there's no gore and no nudity. So you can go ahead and enjoy that one if you want to give it a shot, but uh, no, nope. Nope. Denied. No I'm, score. I'm I'm glad you gave that one a shot because that's one that not that it was even on my Netflix queue, but hey, it was I in the roulette. And you know what? I was just like, uh, Red Planet, not too bad. Uh, Journey of the Seventh uh, Planet, awesome. Thumbs up, boy. He's he's doing all right. I'll just go right down the list. Proteus. Boo! We're done. We're done. <laughs> Directed by Alice Mullen, starring yeah. <laughs> Donald Pleasant. No, <laughs> starring the randomness. Nobody. The randomness that I would have picked Dead Before Whatever That Was Called, and then you threw me 88, and directed by the same It the just, same it just popped up on Netflix. Oh, bizarro. <laughs> okay, so... Yes, um, back to you. Back to me. I'm going to take care of two turds off my list real quick here. First one is from Serbia, called... Killer Mermaid. Oh, yes. yes, I yes I did watch that. Not me. Um, <laughs> it was it was terrible, and I watched every minute of this thing. <sighs> um, and here's why: because Franco Nero is in it, and Franco Nero is the original Django, and he, he was literally the only good thing in this movie. Um, he's just cool. He oozes cool. Um, but. It's about bad actors that go to an island and there is a mermaid, I think, something that something like that that kills people, maybe. But it was another one of those high-def camera, like high-def video. Yeah. And it looks like you're watching someone's expensive high-def home movie. Hey, you got, get was, my friends together. We're going to make a movie yes. over the weekend. It'll be fun. Yes. Yeah, we've got a home computer that we can put CGI in this thing. It was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Um, uh, okay, it, enough. Uh, it, it did not get past my uh, second stage test. It's sort of like I see Killer Mermaid, and I'm like, "All right, Franco Nero, all right, sweet." And then I go look at the poster, and I was like, "Nope, we're done." Yeah. <laughs> if it would pass yeah. the poster test, then it gets to the trailer test. If it passes that, then we'll give it a sh- yeah. It yeah. didn't even get to stage yeah. two. Yep. It may yeah. Cinema Soft Underbelly made it the whole <laughs> way through. Well, leave that's it, why leave we it to ha- Soft Underbelly. That's why we have yes. Cinema Soft Underbelly. Yes. <laughs> yep. 
Diving uh, on the grenades that nobody will even attempt to dive on. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, no one. <laughs> I might be the only person in the state of Ohio that has seen that. He went to IMDb to rate it. He was the first person. It's been yes. out since 2011. <laughs> the director sent me an email. So you watched my movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the, the end credits sting? Because that really changed the plot. Yes. <laughs> Oh, anyway. okay. And then let's get with the the last turd, uh, Alien Outpost. Ugh. Um, video on demand. I spent money on this. Thank you. Oh, that didn't make it past my trailer test. I watched the trailer because I was oh. thinking about adding it to, for uh, a roulette or something. Ugh. No thanks. Oh, it was so bad. And the uh, I'm like, I'm again uh, for me. It's like I'm those types of movies. You just never know for me. Uh, film crew in the future goes to this army barracks de- deal where these aliens are have invaded Earth and they film the soldiers and blah, 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 blah. And basically it's kind of taking a couple interesting things from District 9 and making it really low budget um, and not good. Eh, that's about the best way I can describe it. Lots and lots and lots of padding of soldiers talking to the camera in a black room, like, you know, uh, here's what happened. The war that. started here. Like yeah. a reality I mean, th- show. Yes. There was probably 25 minutes of actual really good stuff in this movie. Like, there, the special effects that were in here were actually really good, but they only had a certain amount of budget, and so it was... They had to pad the movie. And so most of the most of the movie is interviews and soldiers arguing and blah 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 why do you think they do that don't you think at some point like they're he's writing it or uh they're editing it and they're going oh this is just boring like what you don't yeah it was so boring do you think that it's a thing where they have a contract like sci-fi channel gives some director writer director a chance and they're like here's some money make us an alien movie and here's your budget and he just kind of does it because for the paycheck or do you think that they're genuinely artistically this is my this is my work this is my art this is a good thing i don't know i mean a part of me thinks okay it has to be padded out to make a feature length movie and and because there's a good the, the idea is good and there's some good special effects there really is like i was like for a low budget movie that was cool but I'm like, this is so, it's like an hour's worth of just talking about shit I don't care about. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, aliens kicking, aliens and soldiers fighting, let's go, but they don't have the budget. But unfortunately, they didn't make the rest of it interesting enough for me to be hooked. So, uh, like, this would have made a really cool short story, a short movie. Like, yeah. a 30-minute movie, thumbs up. Yeah. But as it was, it got a one and a half out of five stars hey, for me. So they had a direct-to-video action uh, director with a direct-to-video independent love story budget. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty well, much. Yeah, no thanks, yeah. I'll pass on that. Nope. Uh, okay, I'm going to run down a list of documentaries that I've watched because I went on a spree of documentaries. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on really most of them. Uh, Red Hollywood was a documentary about... Um, McCarthy era and blacklisting people during the McCarthy era uh, era in Hollywood. Um, it was interesting. Went on too long. It's an older doc, so it's uh, older pacing. It's worth a watch, but it took. I mean, I watched it like over four days. It was just kind of on while I'm in the office, and it was like, how long is this movie? And every time I checked, there always seemed to be an hour left. 
even though it's oh. like it's like two hours, it felt like four. But it was interesting. It was mostly comprised of shots of um, footage of movies from back in the day, which was really cool. Just a little too long and slow paced. While I talk about this guy and that, it's like, come on, snap it up, dude. You're a documentary. You gotta, you know. Eh. Throw an alien in there or something. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> next up, Dear Mr. Watterson was a documentary about um, Calvin and Hobbes and the very elusive Mr. Watterson who created them. Um, and he's from Ohio, if you didn't know that. Uh, oh, North, cool. Northeast Ohio, actually. Uh, never did an interview. Never. I mean, it's mysterious. There's no pictures of him. Nothing. Uh, I was really hoping this documentary would shed some light on him, but instead it was just... Uh, whole bunch of people saying how great he is and skip it unless okay. you're like the most diehard Calvin Hobbes fan skip it because it's just a whole bunch of other comic creators going he's great I love him uh, ad nauseum That's, meh. Uh, next up and the Oscar goes to oh you watched that one yes huh? I did it was a good doc it was <clears throat> worth checking out uh, every movie guy should check it out because uh, there were a few interesting things about the Academy that I learned, uh, especially their role in ho old Hollywood and new Hollywood. Um, uh, it was interesting. It was fast paced and definitely worth a watch. I, I wouldn't give it like humongous praise. I'd, I'd give it like a six cause I'm not probably not going to watch it again. I learned what I need to learn and moving on. Um, but you should definitely give it a, give it a shot. Cause it was, it was entertaining all the way through. I was never bored and I learned a couple of things. All right. Cool. Next up. And this is the best one of the bunch, The Search for Michael Rockefeller. Uh, this is oh. the, the heir to the Rockefeller fortune back in the day. And that, that trailer was really good. That was very interesting to me. Like I was like, that's something I I'd, I'd, I'd like to watch. I didn't watch the trailer. I just popped it on like, I'll watch it while I'm working in the office. And I more often than not, I kept stopping what I'm working and turning and watching for a while. Uh, and it starts off in a way where you're like, okay, is this going to be boring? Is this going to be one of those where... Nothing happens for the entire movie, and then you, you're you just hoping for a twist kind of thing. But there were actually, like, little twists along the way, you know, like every 15 minutes. So anytime that it started to kind of dull down, there was a thing that popped up, and you're like, oh, crap, that happened? Really? Uh, anyway, he was a... Oh, what's the word? Ah, I forget what it was. Basically, an uh, anthropologist, He, uh, which is a very nice way of saying that he was very rich and could do whatever the hell he wanted which is yeah uh, i'm gonna study fire hydrants whatever the hell he can go he can go <laughs> you can study anything you want uh so he was studying tribes in new guinea cannibalist uh, cannibalistic tribes and headhunter tribes and stuff like that uh boat overturned he decided to swim for shore his friend stayed on the overturned boat he went missing there was a search and then he was never seen again or was he it is fascinating. And this guy goes uh, searching for him like a decade later. Uh, and I don't want to ruin the ending, but if you start this documentary, stay through all the way to the end. It's worth it all the way through to the end. Very, very good. I, it was a good Ooh, doc. Definitely need to okay, check that cool. one out. Um, I'll add that to the list. Definitely add that to the list. want to do that. And you could, you could watch that one with the wife. Okay, cool. They, they, I mean, there's some... Uh, there's a lot of nudity, but it's all um, tri uh, yeah. tribal nudity and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. 
of course, so I'm watching the movie, right? And it's uh, 19, I don't even know when it's set, 60s. Uh, so it's, the, the, the actual archival footage is very tame and very tame interviews and everything like that. And I'm like 45 minutes in, and that's when the wife walks into the room. It's not during any of the boring interviews, not boring, but the the tame interviews. It's it's right when they're talking to the tribe, and there's like 57 women all standing around with all their boobs hanging out, and that's when the wife walks into the room. Oh, she of goes, course, of yeah, course. Every time she goes, oh, what are you watching? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. It's about this rich guy who went missing, and she's like, uh huh, uh huh, yeah. <laughs> And then she walks out of the room, and that that clip ends. And then you don't see. Oh. You know, it, it never fails. Absolutely never. That fails. used to be when I was when I was living at home with my parents. That's always when that yeah. shit would happen. Oh, it's same here. And 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 I'm that still happens to be now. Oh, I know. It's same here. I remember I was. Oh man, this is gonna show my age. But I was. Uh, I was transferring a. Oh, what the hell was it? I was transferring, tool the band tool. Uh, from CD to tape to cassette tape so I could listen to it in my car. And the only way that I had the the ability to do that, I had to play it really loud so that it transferred well. And, of course, I'm like, okay, parents are out of the house so I can get away with this for a minute. And they're just screaming obscenities for, like, 30 seconds. That's when Mom bursts in the door. What are you listening to? It was, uh, oh. I think the name of the song was Hooker with a Penis. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, Great. that's the moment when she walks in, and I'm like, "No, you know, you're trying to explain. It's just this 15 seconds. Just let it go." No, no. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh, sure, it is. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, that's my doc roundup. Oh. Back to you. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh boy, there's so many that I wanted to talk about, but uh, we're not, in any, we're hit- not in any hurry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm going to hit on the newest Daniel Radcliffe movie, Horns, mm. directed yes. by uh, Ale- Alexandra Aja. Uh, I give this movie a uh, a really big thumbs up, although it could it it could have been complete and total awesomeness. Uh, they draw. I, I personally feel that they dropped the ball the last 10, 15 minutes. I'm not going to spoil the movie, obviously, mm. but. Um, this I love to see original movies, and this movie is so original. I love the fact that it's. I'm like, this is so unique and different. Um, it's just I would have done the the ending way different, and because the ending was not to my personal liking, I docked it. Uh, a, I docked it at least a half a star. I gave it four out of five stars. Actually, oh wow, that's still um, pretty high though. Yeah, it's, it's a very good movie. Daniel Radcliffe is um, <clears throat> he is a guy that. He lost his girlfriend to a horrible crime, and you don't know if he's the, the murderer or not. She was murdered. Mm. And uh, he all of a sudden he sprouts horns, which makes people... like So he's kind of, sort of, uh, kind of, sort of a demon. And so people in this town are starting to uh, just blab their innermost thoughts to him. And it's, it's such a bizarre movie, almost like a fairy tale type thing. It's more fairy tale than horror, really. Uh, but it's so weird and bizarre, and I was totally with it until it got just a bit too... I, I hate to say sappy, but just... I didn't like how everything was wrapped up in it. Um, but that was a very unique movie, and the com- there's like some comedy bits in the movie that are laugh-out-loud hilarious with people 
just openly saying the craziest stuff to him because he's all of a sudden this demon with horns. And the way to explain his horns is equally cool. How I'm like, because I'm like, when he starts to sprout horns, I'm like, okay, how is this going to go with the townspeople? It's explained brilliantly. So it's on Netflix. It's definitely one to check out, but it's not perfect. There, are, there, it, it has issues, and it's unfortunate that they went a certain way. But that's just me. So, as Aja finally returned to his uh, glory with uh, his first film, because we were both super high on that movie, high tension, hot tension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, then I feel like he kicked so much ass with that movie. And while his other stuff's been good, it's all been way lower yeah, than that. A lot, a lot more. Yeah, it seems like a lot more studio type stuff. This one here, it's worlds better than Mirrors. Worlds better. I never even saw um, that one. <clears throat> yeah, you did. You did. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. I know what movie it is. I, if I saw it, I don't remember a damn thing about it. Ah, uh, you saw it. I remember you talked to me about it. You ripped that thing. You were like, I hated that movie. I know you saw that. <laughs> I, I thought you ripped it. I avoided oh, it. I, I did. <laughs> Oh, I can't even remember if I've seen it now. <laughs> Amy Smart, Amy Smart. I, re- she I gets remember. Jaw yeah, I remember. Off. I don't. I don't remember seeing it, but I yeah. remember what it's about. Anyway. Yeah. yeah anyway, uh, but I don't know. It's it's no. It's not as good as Hot Tension, but it's still definitely worth a watch. I was just I was like, ah, oh, I hate when movie. I, it bothers me when movies drop the ball in the last yeah. act. I agree. And this movie, I thought I thought this movie dropped the ball versus the signal to where the whole way through I'm like this is this is a good movie and then the last 15 20 minutes I'm like this is brilliant. Uh so it's like almost flip-flopped. Do you so, think anyway. that Aja does better when he has a smaller budget? Is he one of those filmmakers? You know he might be cuz this this one here didn't have a huge budget, yeah. you can tell. I mean it's it's a lot more focusing on the actual actors. Uh, it gets a big thumbs up. I I thought it was good. I'm cool. I'm looking forward to watching it again sometime. But just um, lower again, expectations I, I, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But again, I still give it a big thumbs up. You might you might really like the ending, but mm. I was a bit let down with with where they went with the ending on okay. it. Well, I'm gonna keep it so. on my list and I'll watch it sometime. <clears throat> but it's not super high up there. Um, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'll talk about Regarding Henry for just a second. This is a movie that I think is uh, very underseen, or at least I don't see people talking about it. It was written by J.J. Abrams before he was J.J. Abrams, when he was Jeffrey Abrams, Um, (laughs) and Harrison Ford doing a non-action role. Man, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about this movie without talking about the ending, and if you don't know the ending... It, you don't want to talk about it. Maybe we'll just do an all-spoiler episode about The Signal and regarding Henry and everything. There you go, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, it's a very weird kind of film. It can't quite decide what it wants to be. It's a little drama. There's a hair of thriller, just a hair. Uh, kind of sells itself as family feel-good, but in the end is the polar opposite of that, kind of. Uh, it's so hard to describe, and I know that you read the synopsis and you go, that, why in the I wouldn't, no, that's not me, that's not you, that's not a movie freaks, that's not our kind of movie. Um, yeah. But, I and I think the first time I watched it was on cable, like, just because it was on, it's Harrison Ford, why not? Um, yeah. You should give that one a shot. And, and that, like, with the wife, I think. Uh, okay. 
I have no idea. You could both come out the other end and completely, absolutely hate it. And you know what? That'd be okay. I'm, I'm, it's not one that I'm <laughs> sitting here going 10. It's, I'm sitting here going, this is a unique film and you should maybe give it a shot. Because there's, it's the kind of film where you watched and you're like, alright. Well, that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, it had an interesting ending. And then a couple years down the road, you're going, yeah, regarding Henry, you know what? That was a good movie. Like, it's one that you think about. You think about later down the road. Anyway, uh, not going to spend a ton of time on that. I encourage people to check it out and let me know if I'm wrong, <laughs> if everybody disagrees with me. Uh, next one I wanted to talk about was Deep Star 6. And I this is my ah. very first viewing, so I wanted you to go ahead and review it first because I know you just watched it recently. And then I'll chime in afterwards because you have more history okay. with it because you've watched it more than once. Yes, yes. Um, you know what? Uh, this movie has actually kind of grown on me. I actually watched this about a year ago uh, on DVD, and then it popped up on Netflix in on in HD. And uh, so I'm like, I, you know, I every I've seen this movie probably five times now, and every time I watch it, I'm like, hey, that was that was good, I guess. And this last time. Um, was probably my my most enjoyable, and I was actually going to kind of deviate off of this movie. I was gonna, I was going to bring this movie up, and, and the fact that that HD can can make or break a movie sometimes. Um, and by that I mean Deep Star Six has never looked this good, and because it looked so much better than the crappy versions I've watched, uh, I enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the movie, uh, and because I've I've grown up watching this on VHS and then barely above VHS DVD quality. Uh, and now I watched it in HD and, in, in, you know, in widescreen. And I'm like, okay, I, I get now more what the director was going for. It looks good. I can see more of the special effects in it. And so I gave it, uh, I think I gave it an extra star this time. Deep star six. Yeah, you, know, you give it a six. Yeah. <laughs> You gave it a you gave it an extra deep star. Yes, giggity. Uh, so, oh, that's uh. funny. Okay, well, that's interesting because I I was cur- I wanted to hear the history uh, with you about it because this was my first watch. And as I've talked about many pods ago, there is a underwater movie uh, that has been haunting me for probably 20 years i remember a single scene from and i'm still trying to find that freaking movie uh and i as i started watching deep star six i became very hopeful this i really think this is going to be it this wasn't it this was not the movie Uh. i was thinking of but this was a very enjoyable flick it's sort of a uh, leviathan light um it's not as heavy on the thriller uh horror elements which is unfortunate. I like Leviathan better, but um, yeah, I too. did very much enjoy this movie. I like underwater movies. I like the abyss. I love the abyss, um, and Leviathan and this. And I completely agree. The HD was astounding on this movie. Yeah. The transfer was fantastic. Plenty of plot elements to disagree with uh, plausibility. Uh, the chick was supposed yeah. to be a Navy SEAL. And I was like, you're softer than me, and that's saying something. <laughs> and uh, the dude with the beard was supposed to be all tough, and his beard looked oh, fake yeah. the whole time. Um, yeah. But I could very much see myself watching this movie almost maybe once a year, once every two years. I'd yeah. say once every two years, kind of. It's a good. It was a good flick. It was enjoyable. I dug it. And that good. was. I'm this, glad you my, liked this it. This is my first viewing in 2014. <laughs> I, I, 
And I'm saying that. So I, I didn't even yeah. have to grow up with this one. Yeah, and I've grown up with this movie, and every time I watch it, I'm like, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, but this time here was probably the best time I've, I've had watching the movie. I'm like, that, no, I enjoyed it this time. So, it, again, like you said, it's not Leviathan good, and it's definitely like not Abyss good. But those were the three movies that all came out within a, weir- a year of each other. Yeah. And, and, and each one is, each I, one ranges from you know what? Very, fantastic very, to good. Very similarly, I would say that it is King Arthur good. It, you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying. It's not Passion yeah. of the Christ good. It's not Troy good. Nothing's as bad as Alexander, but it's 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 yeah. it's it's right at the same level. It's Deep Star yeah. Six good. <laughs> yeah. And on that level, gotcha. you should enjoy it. Okay. Yes. I got two more I want to touch on real quick, and then I'm going to be done. Uh, and I'll okay. leave, I'll leave the last review to you, and then we'll wrap. Okay. Up. Um, this is a double header of anime movies. First up is Naruto Shippuden, the movie. Uh, now, anybody that's familiar with Naruto will know what to expect. And I, as I did some research, because I've only seen, I've seen maybe 15, 20 episodes of the show. I love the show, I just haven't, there's so many, and I haven't got, on, uh, got around to buying all of the DVD sets. There's literally like a dozen seasons of this show, and... Oh, it's so hard to keep up with anime, and it's so the anime tends to be more expensive than everything else. So I haven't yeah, got around to buying all of that stuff. But <clears throat> trust me, if I get a good deal on a box set of DVDs of, of Naruto, I will totally buy it. I just haven't yet. Um, similar ninja stuff, ninjas doing stuff against other ninjas, crazy magic, freaking awesome. It was sweet. I totally dug it. Would you like it? Not not. I, I don't want to say non-anime fanboy, but you're not as into anime as I am. Would you like it? Probably not. But I've seen so much of the episodes uh, that I I enjoyed it. I, I didn't like love it. I'm not going to run out and buy the Blu-ray, but it was all right. Uh, next up is Ghost in the Shell. I started go- the next Ghost in the Shell series, which is called Arise. And um, Ghost in the Shell is a unique property. They made a movie, then they made a second movie, and then they did a TV series, um, and then they did this, which is Ghost in the Shell Arise in three, it was three hour long segments. So, you know what, I, you, does that make sense? It was like, yeah. movie, yeah. movie, uh, TV series, <laughs> three hours. Uh, anyway, I watched the first section, and it seems to be kind of a prequel, which talked about last pod, how much I love prequels. Uh, not so much, but it's still freaking awesome because it's ghost in the shell looking forward to watching the next two segments i did start uh bleach the movie which is a movie based on another anime tv show and with bleach anybody that's watched any amount of bleach will know every episode seems to start the same i've watched a couple seasons of that show and it's sort of like uh the kid wakes up he does some funny stuff with his family at home and the eyes are real big anime ha 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 style and then he goes to school and some hijinks ensue or things get a little darker and then he turns into a demon form and fights a whole bunch of demons and at the end of the day everything works out and the next episode we start all over again and so far that's what the movie has been it's the exact same uh stepping stones we start 
big action sequence, then I'm at home, ha ha ha, big eyes, anime, hee hee hee, and school, some bully, some bullshit, and then on to the demons and the gates of hell and all this kind of oh, stuff. Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, it's cool, it, like, eh, if you know, the, you know, why would you expect any different from the movie when you've seen uh, f- 15 uh, seasons of the show and every episode is the same, so I can't complain. <laughs> Would you like it? I'm not telling you to watch it. <laughs> gotcha. All but right. I'm digging it so far. Anyway, and that's okay. going to wrap up my reviews. I'm going to kick it back to you, and then we'll wrap this thing okay. up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to wrap my my portion of the reviews up with... Um, I, I, I've talked about this movie way too much on my show and even on Movie Freaks, but I, I'm i going to bring it up again just guess. because... Uh, You're next? I don't know. Huh? Oh I, no! I, that was one of them that I was going to talk about, but I'm like, no, I love, I love that movie. You're going to watch that movie sometime. I Mark will. my words. I will. I will. Your next is a great movie. Um, okay. Anyway. No, this is actually Sorority House Massacre <laughs> again. Is there another one? I watched Part it, seven. I watched it. I watched it on Blu-ray, the original. Um, okay. In a very, very limited release, I paid. Thirty dollars for this movie on Blu-ray. What? Uh, <clears throat> yes, thirty bucks on Blu-ray for this thing. Uh, go ahead and do a search. There's one copy on eBay for a hundred dollars right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, this is in the upper ranks of '80s slasher movies for me. And here's why: I just brought it up. I was just talking about this with uh, Deep Star Six. Sometimes high definition can make or break a movie, uh, or at least bring a movie into a whole new light and this movie I watched the only I've only watched this movie before once and it was in a a VHS dupe and it looked terrible I mean terrible and I still enjoyed it I rewatched it on Blu-ray and I'm like this is a blast it's so much fun it looked it looks like a competently made 80s slasher movie and and before I watched it, I'm like, uh, this is this is cool, but this is in the lower ranks of slasher movies from the 80s. When you watch, because like, the company that put it out, Scorpion Releasing, they go all out with their transfers. So this is not like an upscale DVD or anything. This is like a completely, fully remastered movie. And it's amazing what companies like, like niche companies can do to a super low-budget Roger Corman production when money is put into a movie and it's properly remastered. I'm like, this looks... I don't want to say it looks really, really expensive, but I'm like, this looks like a very competently made movie. So you're saying, like, like legit thumbs up here. You're not saying, like, Mystery Science Theater thumbs up. You're saying legit thumbs up um, for for a slasher flick. For a slasher movie? Man, I've got a... I, I, well, I, I don't want to no, say I not- understand. <laughs> Trust me. I, we both know I mean, deep it, down that Sleepaway Camp and Silent Night, Deadly Night are pieces of shit. But yeah, they're, yeah, they're all but, cheese balls. We're talking <laughs> the, the, that kind of. You're talking in that ballpark. Um, it's getting close. Oh wow! Uh, for, I gotta see it, that. It's, it's it's only like seventy seven minutes long, and it's they basically it's like Roger Corman, and it was like he got a first time director to make this movie, and it was a lady. And uh, Alice Mullen, basically, right. it's <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. But it was—it's basically let's let's take Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street and combine them and make some movie. And for some reason, I just the whole time I was watching it on Blu-ray, I had the biggest shit-eating grin on my face. Like this is seventy-seven minutes of pure eighties gold. I love this. 
The outfits were great. It's not that gory, but all the characters were extremely likable. Like in 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 the worst possible way, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. You know, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean. Just, yeah, when you're talking the the '80s slasher, then yes, it makes sense. Yes, but it, for some reason, I'm like, this is just it's fast paced. They don't they don't mess around. It's like here's the storyline, here's the house, here's the cheesy actors doing going th- I loved it I loved it it was great great movie I'm gonna um, have to borrow it you should I, I really want you to watch it uh, I don't think that you're gonna like it as much as Sleepaway Camp because it doesn't have no no that I understand moment, that uh, moment expectations are set properly for 80s slasher yeah. it's all good but it's just, just for some reason I just I couldn't help but having a big smile on my face now and also to piggyback off of that uh, the whole transfer thing I rewatched Prom Night um, which is now officially in my top five uh, J- favorite horror movies. Jamie Lee Curtis? That? Yes. Yeah. Um, that one, and I I hesitate to call it, it's a slasher movie, but it's barely, it's more of a thriller than slasher. Hmm. That is one of my favorite movies from the 80s. Uh, I've grown up with that movie and watching it, that's another another one that the transfer is everything. I've, wa- I've grown up with that movie on TV, VHS and the DVD, which again didn't look much better than than VHS. The Blu-ray is fantastic. It's like I'm watching a movie that was just made that was supposed to be set in yeah. the early early '80s. And I'll tell you what, Jamie Lee Curtis kicked ass back then. She was hot. Don't spoil and, it. I want because I haven't yeah. seen it yet, and I'm gonna I want to watch your Blu-ray yeah. to uh, for my first yes. trip. Yeah, I would say that Prom Night is probably my number four favorite slasher movie of uh, of all time. In fact, it's it's one of my favorite '80s movies in general, and that encompasses wow the thing. And yeah, I, I for some reason I, the score. And again, I'm 40 years old, <laughs> so I mean, some of it resonates for me as well, like you nostalgia, know. Well, I, I understand you're yeah, watching a movie on VHS, but it's just a, it's a it's a it's a cool movie. It's well, very well made. Jamie Lee Curtis was great in it. And even for here's the thing for like with prom night, um, not that I would show this to my wife, but this would be probably the most uh, accessible for my wife to watch. I understand because it is more it's it's much more of a thriller. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of killing, but it's red paint Italian seventies. No, 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 not at all, not at all. So, but huge thumbs up. You've got to watch that one. And I really am curious what you would think about. the the complete blast that is sorority house master. I, I want to watch both of them. Put, put, yeah, <laughs> I'll pick them both up next time we make a uh, physical media swap. Gotcha. And until then, we're gonna have to wrap up this episode because we're right at the perfect time to do so, and we've emptied our lists of recently watched. Uh, <clears throat> as always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly, both on iTunes. Until next time, I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. Bye. Thanks for listening.